Welcome to Housebroken, stories of renovation, romance, and regret. Not, not in that order. This is episode nine. We get a puppy. Getting a puppy was going to prepare us for parenthood. I mean, certainly puppies and babies are interchangeable, right? Okay, I'm a dog person. I grew up with dogs, but uh, growing up with a dog, my father did not like dogs in the house because of the shedding issue. So our family pet, uh, a black lab named Shadow, uh, stayed in the garage. Oh, that's, I know, I know, don't, know. don't get on my case about this because this was like in the 60s. And my dad built her a insulated doghouse. He got cedar chips. She was, she was fine. I mean, we did interact with her. She just wasn't in the house. Okay, so I vowed that if I ever had a dog, I was going to have it in the house. Of course, the plan was to go to the Humane Society and just look. I mean, you know, going to the Humane Society to just look is like going grocery shopping when you're hungry. We get to the Humane Society and the parking lot is packed because it's a Saturday. And this was back in the day when the Humane Society just had like rows of cages and you just pointed to a dog and said, uh, yeah, I'll take that one. I mean, this, this was before everybody became pet parents, which I, I always wince when people call me my dog's mother. I'm like, I did not give birth to that dog. And if I had, well, it would have knocked Bat Boy off the cover of the Weekly World News. So we go down the aisle of cages, and there's some pretty... Pretty sad looking faces in there. There was a, a beagle mix that was just just trying way too hard. Like a kid at a swimming pool. Mom, mom, look at me, look at me. Hmm. Bentley, huh? Oh, he tends to bite when he gets excited. Not good with children. Oh, well, sorry, Bentley. There was a wiry haired inmate. And uh, you know, Giving me the sad, sad puppy eyes. Harold, age two, eats garbage. I'm like, and that's, since when is that a crime? I interpreted his long, drawn-out sigh to be like, yeah, I know. What the hell? I was kind of getting nervous because I didn't see any puppies. I mean, these were all like older dogs with issues. And, uh, you know, I don't know if I wanted to take on an older dog with issues. I wanted to get a new dog with a clean slate and create my own issues. I saw Mark. He was way, 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 way down at the end of the, uh, at the end of the cell block. And, uh, Mark stood up. The little puppy was toying with his shoelaces, pulling on them like puppy was pulling on his heartstrings. And he, he looked at me and he says, well, what do you think? Hmm, lab collie mixes. Oh, I bet that means they're going to have like long, narrow snouts. Well, I really can't tell him what I think. I can't tell him how much I'm like not a fan of the pointy snouted dog that I, 
I really love the big fat head dogs. I can't tell him that because I can't break his heart. So we hailed a volunteer, pointed out the puppy. The volunteer opened the cage, took puppy out, and we carried puppy to the front desk, paid our $75, signed some paperwork, and that was it. We brought the puppy home. We had already picked out a name before we even saw the dog. We thought, you know what? If we're going to get a puppy, we're going to name it Bob. After Bob Vila, of course. Besides this old house, our second most favorite PBS show was a British import called No Bad Dogs, starring Barbara Woodhouse. She was this matronly lady who wore sensible shoes and tweed skirts, and she had this knack of, I don't know, not, well, kind of humiliating the dog owners because they couldn't get their dogs to do it the way she wanted them to do, but she did it with an accent, so I guess that made it just that much better. And and she would have uh, people on the show I guess most of the complaints were the dogs could, would not walk on a leash. They would jump and all this stuff. So she would have these people, and she would tell the people what to do, and then the people would do it, but not the way that she had said. So she would take their dog, and in like two seconds, the dog would be walking perfectly at her heel. And she was a big advocate of crate training. You know, so I was like, yeah, if we ever get a puppy... That's what we're going to do. So we had a crate. It was it was a wire mesh, all sides open crate. It wasn't one of these like plastic crates. And we slipped it under the butcher block table in the kitchen because I thought, you know, that's a safe place for a puppy because our whole house was nothing but hazards. We had extension cords. We had power tools, you know. So I thought, well, we'll put the puppy in the crate and she will be safe and feel secure. And immediately, she went in her little crate, she snuggled up in her little blue blanket, and she fell asleep. Who's a good puppy? Who's a little good puppy? So she slept in the crate while Mark and I made dinner. She slept in the crate while Mark and I ate dinner. And then we figured, well, you know, maybe it's time to, like, wake her up and, and get her outside to do her little, you know, her little job. Because it was getting late, and we were ready for bed. So with a lot of enthusiasm, Mark and I ushered Bob the dog out of the house. And when she did her little pee-pee, uh, oh my, you would have thought that uh, we had just won the lottery. We put her back in her crate. I left the little light on so she wouldn't get lonely. And I gave her an extra blanket. And then as soon as my head hit the pillow, she started to yap. Is she lonely? Of course she's lonely. She just was separated from her litter mates. I mean, all right, I sh- should I go down there? Should I go down there? What if, I, what if I go down there? And then, you know, am I setting her up for just, no, I'm not going to, yeah, I'm going to go down there. So I get out of bed, I go downstairs. I coax her out of her little kennel and uh, take her outside because I'm thinking, well, maybe she has to pee. Maybe she has to poo, you know. Uh, no, she does not have to poo. 
she has to go and look for sticks. Oh no, no puppy, it's back in the crate for you. So I will just have to harden my heart and not listen to you whine. But she sounds so pathetic. Like, okay, what if she's scared? I better, I better go and see what Barbara Woodhouse has to say. We bought a copy of her book, No Bad Dogs. It was sort of like the Dr. Spock book, but for dogs. And there was this thing where it's like, oh, a dog that's three months of age should have to go out every three hours. Well, when was the last time she peed? That was like when? 10 o'clock? Okay, so, all right, okay. This is like two, all right, let's go outside. So I went downstairs, I put on shoes, and we went outside again. And again, I encouraged her. Hurry up, I said. But she just looked for sticks and uh, nipped at my pajamas, and uh, she did not pee or poo. All right, back in the kennel for you. And listen, this time you can whine all you want, but I'm not coming back down here. As soon as I went upstairs, it's, she sounded like someone was, you know, tearing out her toenails. And I looked at Mark. He was blissfully snoring. Oh, if I can't count on him to get up and share the burden of house training this puppy, like, how is he going to be when it's time to feed a baby, change a diaper? Hmm. So I poked him in the ribs. I'm like, Mark! He's like, what? I go, don't you hear the dog? He's like, yeah, just just ignore it. She'll be fine. Her her crying doesn't bother you? No, he said. I mean, she'll just cry for a few nights and then she'll get the hang of it. And he turned over and and fell back to sleep. I was like, how can he? How can? What's the trick? How does he just do this? I got up. It was like 4.12 in the morning, and I thought, all right, I'm giving you one last chance, puppy pants. And when she didn't go, I, I picked her up by her scruff. I carried her into the house like she was a purse, and I just shoved her back in a crate, and I walked out. You can cry yourself to sleep. I don't care. I'm the alpha in this house. I went upstairs, slid between the sheets, stared up at the ceiling. Boy, if this was a test for motherhood, I think I failed. Well, for more information about me, the house, dogs, marriage, you can go to my website, www.melcmiskimen.com. And you can subscribe to the podcast. Oh, it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and now Google Play.